This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 606. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 606. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. So happy and always honored to be here with you and be in your ear. Thank you for spending time with me today. Okay, I'm really excited about this conversation. I get giddy toward the end of the year because it's a time for me to be reflective and it's a time to slow down. And it tends to be a lot of hurry up and hustle before the slowdown. So I'm very excited about the slowdown part, but I am definitely in the hurry up and hustle phase of like get all the things done in early December in order to slow down in the end of December. And so maybe you're with me. And so as I'm doing my hurry up and hustle, I am recognizing that this is a season And also I'm being really thoughtful about what I'm spending time on and I'm being really thoughtful about what I'm saying no to, which is really important. And I'm also being really thoughtful around what do I wanna take away from this year and what do I wanna leave behind from this year and what do I want things to look like and more importantly, feel like moving into 2022. So what I wanna talk about today is three lies I'm going to invite you to let go of before 2022. 
And I'm hoping that this, and I'm optimistic that this episode will give you a sense of spaciousness and levity as you start to put a bow on 2021. And I understand putting a bow on 2021, like it maybe doesn't feel like a year that deserves a bow, but we're going to put a bow on it because even if it was hard and super messy, you deserve to tie it up in a bow and own that you worked through another year of constant uncertainty and the world being flipped upside down again and again. And you get to own that you made it through that and that you are stronger because of that and that you are more resourceful and resilient and clever and nimble and adaptable because of that. And that's a really big deal that will serve you for the rest of your life, even if you didn't enjoy every minute of figuring all those things out in 2021. So let's look at three lies that you can let go of before you move into 2022, because here's what I've seen happening over the la- I mean, this I've seen it happening over the last few years, but it was also happening before the pandemic and before things, you know, got to this point of chaos <laughs> that we're in right now. We tend to look outward from our own lives and make up a whole bunch of stories and make a whole lot of assumptions and really make things hard on ourselves because we create lies about what we see around us. And I want to encourage you and invite you to rewrite the stories about what you see and rewrite the stories about how you talk to yourself about what you see. Because when we see things outside of us and we see that other people just have it all together and every people have it, other people have it all figured out and other people always know what the next right step is and we, in contrast, never know any of those things, you can see how that might be a really dangerous story to tell yourself over time. If you're constantly telling yourself that everyone else knows what they're doing and you don't or everyone else you know, has a better safety network or support network, or everybody else has more people to, to lean on, or everybody else has way more time, or everybody else just knows where they're going and has a sense of clarity. When we tell ourselves these stories, it makes us feel less than, and it makes us feel like we're not enough, and it makes us feel like we're really far behind. And that does not serve us. That does not serve our growth and our evolution, and it really does not serve who we are becoming. And as I talked about a couple of weeks ago in the episode around like, who is the woman that you're becoming? How are you walking into that woman? I really want you to be thinking about the thoughts that you're carrying around in your head and the stories that you're telling yourself and the stories that you are writing and rewriting as you take in the world around you so that you can make sure that you are writing stories that give you power and writing stories that acknowledge who you are, where you stand and where you're going. So let's dig into three lies to let go of before 2022. You have a couple weeks to let go of these lies. So start practicing now. And if you're listening to this, a couple weeks after it went live, no worries. You can still release these lies before you move into the new year fully. So here we go. The first lie I'm going to invite you to let go of before 2022 is the lie that everyone else has it all figured out. Oh, we're so good at telling ourselves this. We are so good at looking at other people and being like, they just always know what they're doing. They always know the next right step. They have it so together. It always is like, clean and easy and simple and obvious for them. And I promise you, it's not clean or simple or easy or obvious for them. (laughs) And I can tell you this because I've had the great honor and opportunity to see many people that I had up on huge high pedestals behind the scenes of their lives. And I've seen consistently that there is always chaos behind the scenes. There's always uncertainty behind the scenes. There's always a lot of unknowns and there's always a lot of figuring it out as they go. 
And this became really clear to me as I started working with high-end coaches and mentors and people who ran like wildly successful businesses. And in my mind, I was like, if you run a wildly successful business, like you must really have like a really clear and simple life where every day you wake up and you're like, these are the seven things I need to do today. And at the end of the day, you've crossed all seven off and you the next day you wake up and you have seven more and there's never disruptions and there's never hiccups and there's never fumbles. I really thought that's what it was like. And I was like, how do I get there? When do I, like, how do you know when you've arrived? And as I got to work with some of these coaches over time and became friendly with some of them and got to see some of their personal lives, I recognized like, oh, they often don't finish their to-do list and often things get really messy and often they have to completely throw the to-do list out or shift and pivot things in the middle of total chaos that they didn't see coming. And I realized, oh, they're just real people. (laughs) Like we're all just real people. And seeing that over the course of the last 11 years or so, since I've been working with high-end mentors, high-end just meaning like people I've spent a lot of money on um, with coaching, as I've seen a lot of fancier coaches and people who coach, people who are wildly successful, seven and eight figure businesses, who coach people who are working on building seven and eight figure businesses. And I've seen that everyone is still figuring it out. And there's this great kind of visual that I have been giving my coaching clients recently as I've been talking about this. And I will do my best to create this visual for you over audio. But when we look at people that we think are way ahead of us and people that we have up on a pedestal, people who are mentors to us, anyone from like a mentor, like someone like me who has a podcast and, you know, teaches something to someone like Oprah, who is like, you know, we just think has everything figured out. When we look at those people, we often make assumptions that they are on this big pedestal that is so high and far above where we are, that the space between where we exist and where they exist is so incredibly vast. And the distance from our position in life to their position in life is completely unattainable. And there's reasons that we make up those stories. There's it's, Some of it might be because of where we come from, how we were raised, what we were raised with in terms of like, you know, if we were raised around a lot of wealth or a lot of success or not. And then some of it comes from what they decide to put out into the real world and the images that they try that they create around their lives. And so, you know, the way that they put themselves out there sometimes creates this perception that they are way above everyone else. And sometimes it's just like measurements of things where we're like, that person is so extremely successful by some measure or wealthy by some measure that we think like, oh my gosh, I could never get there. So we have these people who are way high up on pedestals that are so high above us. Like we imagine ourselves on like the second floor of a building and we're like, yeah, they're up on floor like 42 and there's no way, like it would take three lifetimes to get from floor two to floor 42. The reality is, is that, not very many people are on floor 42. And even the people on floor 42 have their own mess and chaos. And a lot of those people that are on floor 42, they wouldn't even identify themselves as being on floor 42. They'd be like, yeah, like I'm on floor 15. (laughs) So we often have people on these like really falsely inflated higher levels and pedestals that are just completely made up stories in our minds about like how advanced they are, how far ahead of us they are. So we have that part of it where we have that piece of the visual, like they're just so high up there. And then the other piece of this visual is that we put ourselves on the second floor. And the reality is, is you're not on the second floor and you're probably on the 22nd floor and you haven't taken the time to look at 
the life that you've lived through a lens that gives you power and really positions you in a way to carry power with you wherever you go. So I want you to think about being on that second floor and the assumptions you would make about yourself on that second floor. You're thinking, well, I don't really have it figured out. I don't know what I'm doing next. I'm not making the money I wanted to make, or I'm not happy in my job, or I don't know what my next steps are, or I don't know where I want to be in a year from now, or I just, I don't feel clear around my sense of purpose or what brings me joy. And I don't feel like I ever get to do anything for myself. And this isn't what I envisioned for myself when I thought about success growing up or when I thought about what level of success I would have reached by a certain age. And maybe I haven't achieved some of the things I wanted to achieve. And so when we think about all those things, it's really easy to be like, yeah, so I'm on the second floor. (laughs) And the reality is, is even if you haven't achieved things that you thought you would achieve, or even if success looks different than you thought it would look or different than maybe you want it to look right now or have wanted it to look over the course of your life, you have achieved big things. You have worked through hard things. You have accomplished massive things by virtue of being a mother, by virtue of being a partner, by virtue of being a daughter, by virtue of existing in a pandemic for almost two years. You have accomplished big things. And you get to own all of that. And you get to write the story around that. And so you need to decide how are you going to write that story to recognize that you're actually not on the second floor. This episode is supported by Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, you are not alone. Thinning hair is normal, but it's not openly talked about. So it can feel lonely and frustrating and sometimes even embarrassing when you're going through it yourself. Join the over 1 million people who are doing something about their thinning hair with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Oh my gosh, I am a heavy shedder. So if you are a heavy shedder or if you are someone who's wanting to thicken your hair, I definitely want you to try out Nutrafol. I have loved using it myself and I know multiple other people who've used it and have found great results. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. To get started, you can take their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com, which will give you a personalized health plan based on your special root causes. Nutrafol is committed to helping you identify root causes of any shedding or hair loss so that you can really start to rebuild healthy hair in a way that is customized to you. So take the first steps to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code SHAMELESS. Find out why 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Go to Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHAMELESS. Nutrafol.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. Even though you don't feel like you have things figured out, if that's the case, or even though maybe success is looking different for you than what you originally thought, or you're just not feeling like you're in the place you want to be, that doesn't mean you're at the beginning. It just means you're in a different place than you thought you would be. And you can start from the 22nd floor and start moving your way up or whatever floor you might be on. But I guarantee you are underestimating what floor you're at right now. So here's the thing. You've underestimated what floor you're on. And then you've taken these mentors and you've overestimated what floor they're on. So in your mind, you're like, there's 40 floors between me and this person who I aspire to be more like. The reality is, is you're actually already on floor 22. And that person who you're so deeply admiring and aspiring to be more like, they might be on floor like 25. There might only be three floors between the two of you. So we underestimate where we're at. We overestimate where other people are at. And we have this whole story that everyone else has it figured out. And there's this huge distance between where we are and where they are. And the reality is, is that first of all, no one has it all figured out. So I don't care if someone's on the same floor as you or 40 floors above you. They do not have it all figured out. They are figuring it out as they go, just like you. And they are making mistakes every single day, just like you. And then beyond that, that gap that you thought was vast is not. It's actually really small. And as I've gotten the chance to meet really successful people and people who are doing amazing things that I aspire to do, as I get to know them on deeper, closer, more personal relationships, I'm always blown away by like, we're not that far apart. (laughs) Like they're figuring out some things that I already have figured out. And I'm figuring out some things that they already have figured out. And it's often that we're in really similar places. We've just had different experiences that elevate each of us in different ways. So maybe in one building, I am on floor 42, but in another building, I'm like, yeah, I'm still on floor one. And same for them. And so it really kind of all evens out where it's like, well, we're all on floor 23 and a half. (laughs) We're all like in the elevator together, right? Riding between those floors. So I hope that that piece is helpful. And I hope that that visual works for you. I think that visual worked out better as I was describing it than I imagined it would. So I hope that was clear to you. And if you know someone who really struggles with doubt and they really have that feeling of like, everyone else always has it figured out and I don't, whether that's you or someone else, please share this episode so that other people can hear this description because I think that this visual can be really helpful and really can get us out of our own way when we think about really like, you don't need to figure out things that everyone else has figured out. You already have a whole bunch more figured out than you thought. And the people that you think have it all figured out, I promise you they don't. So that's number one. That's the first lie. Everyone else does not have it figured out. Let's talk about lie number two. The second lie is that nobody gets it. So the second lie, nobody gets it, is a place where we go when we feel isolated and we feel not seen and we feel like we don't have the support system that we want, that we might be craving. 
And we can often feel as women and as moms, very lonely, very isolated. And this leads to depression and anxiety, which can send us into spirals that really feed into this idea that nobody gets it. Nobody understands how hard it is or how bad it is. I definitely had this when Vinny was really little, especially as it pertained to nursing. And I felt constantly like people are telling me to just enjoy this first year and it just constantly feels hard. And I was mad that I couldn't enjoy it. I was mad that nursing was really hard. And then it felt like unfair (laughs) that I didn't have anyone else who was like, yeah, this is really hard. And when I finally joined a parenting group a few months in after Vinny was born and they were all like, oh, nursing sucks. (laughs) And they all had babies the same age. And I was like, oh, like, thank God. Someone else who's like, this is so hard and it's so awful at times. And it's not the dream that anyone else conveyed. And it's not the dream that like all of our friends with three-year-olds and five-year-olds talk about because they're like, oh, the baby, snuggle the baby. It goes so fast. Well, yeah, it doesn't go fast when you're nursing around the clock every 45 minutes. It goes really, really slow. (laughs) and It's really not fun. Um, So when we tell ourselves the story that nobody gets it, we can definitely feel that in our most immediate circles in our life that people don't get it. And sometimes this might be true. It might actually be true that nobody immediately around you gets it. But beyond that, I promise there are people who get it. There are absolutely people who get it. So we live in a world where it's completely acceptable to be isolated and to sit in this world of loneliness and not seek help. It's like asking for help and saying I'm struggling is not normalized. And it's something that we have to really think about when we look at our quality of life. How are you going to find the people who get it, because I promise you they exist. But sometimes it takes looking beyond the people who are most immediately close to you. Because like when Vinny was born and I was having that hard time, all my closest friends had kids who were a little older. So they couldn't relate to those moments. They wanted to, they wanted to be like really empathetic, but they were past that moment and they were missing the baby's face. They were like, oh, the cuddles and the snuggles. And they were like, oh, craving that. When I was like, eh, like, yeah, the snuggles are fine. Like, I mean, I did love them, really, really love them. And of course, now I would give anything to go back for a day of snuggles. But at the time, I was like, don't tell me how great the snuggles are when I can't, I haven't put on a bra in three months because I've had mastitis three times. And I like, I mean, 18 million reasons why I, it was just awful, right? So where can you find the people who do get it? So first of all, I have to give a plug for joining the Plan and Prep Pajama Party. So absolutely come join us on January 15th. January 15th is my fourth annual Plan and Prep Pajama Party. And this is a time of year when I have moms from all over, typically all over the world. We've had moms from Australia join. We've had moms from the UK join. We've had moms from all over the US join. Moms from Canada join. And so we during this, we actually, I think we had a mom from Israel last year. We, I mean, I'm telling you, far and wide. So moms from all over the world join us. And we do a three-hour virtual workshop where I walk you through three modules of really defining what you want the next year to look like. And we go through how do you want to feel in the next year? How will you actually take action in order to feel the way you want to feel? We come up with a 90-day action plan. It's a really special time for you to come together with other moms who get it and be able to have really great connections. So you get to connect with me, and then you get to connect with a whole bunch of other shameless moms who get it. They get that it is hard and messy and chaotic every single day of mom life. So if that is intriguing to you, go ahead and hop over to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party, and you can get yourself signed up. That's shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. We have early bird pricing 
for this initial phase of registration. So you can go get signed up for with early word pricing and get the best pricing on the January 15th workshop. And then I would love to see you there. Beyond that, I also want you to look at who's in your immediate circle who might not get where you're at, but who was more than happy to listen to you and who would potentially be able to relate. So sometimes we make assumptions that people don't get it when they actually do. So when I started taking medication for anxiety at the beginning of 2022 or 2021, I had this misconception that like, I didn't think friends would judge me, but I kind of felt like they would be like, huh, I don't really get that. I wouldn't do necessarily take that step, but like, I thought they'd be kind of like, good for you. What was fascinating, what I didn't expect was almost every single person I shared it with, and you know I sh- I'm a share. I'm like an overshare. So I shared it with a lot of people. <laughs> I'm, I'm not suggesting that to you. I'm suggesting you share where it feels safe for you to share. For me, it feels safe to share in a lot of places. <laughs> so I shared with a lot of people and I was blown away by almost every single person told me that they either were on or had been on medication for anxiety, for depression, for mood disorders, for ADHD, for sleep. I mean, like so many people could relate who I had no idea could relate. And it was really eye-opening for me to recognize like, holy cow, I'm definitely not alone in this. So many people get it but nobody talks about it, which is very much what also happened when we were going through infertility. I had made a lot of assumptions that no one else in my life could understand it. And when we went through it the first time trying to get pregnant with Vinny, I didn't share with anyone because I was like, nobody gets it and it's just too much to share and it feels weird and I don't want people's pity. And it was a really, really lonely road. And then when we tried to get pregnant a second time, and it didn't work. And I talked about it years ago in the podcast. So you can go back and search for our IVF episodes. But when it didn't work that second time, as I was going through it, as we were going through it, I talked about it really publicly. And holy cow, I mean, women coming out of the woodwork who completely understood what I was going through. And they had been there and some of them had been there for 10 years or 12 years and had had so many losses and they could relate to every single word that I was saying. So Trust that when you feel an inkling that you might have a safe place to share, that it's okay to do that. And it's likely you're going to find people who actually can relate. There probably are people who get it. And perhaps we've just discounted those people because we visually haven't seen how they relate. We haven't seen them live the side of their life that might be relatable to us when they actually have been living it or have already lived it or are currently living it, but maybe behind closed doors or in just a different way than we're living it and experiencing it. Okay. The last thing I want to say about nobody getting it is that there's also people who don't get it, but they want to get it. And so sometimes when we go to those safe places to open up and just explain what's going on or to explain what we need, we find people who can say things like, I've never been in that situation or I don't understand or I don't relate to that because I've never been there. But also I want to know more about that. I want to understand that more. And I really want to make sure that I'm being sensitive to what you're going through. So I can tell you, I've been in conversations with people around these kinds of things when it comes to race and culture, when it comes to mental health, when it comes to gender identity, when it comes to sexual orientation, when it comes to loss, abandonment, and trauma. So I want you to trust that. And again, going to people who you think are safe people and you know, taking baby steps into these conversations, but also trusting that there are people who really want to get it 
Because sometimes we get really good at spinning in isolation and making up the story that first of all, no one gets it. And also making up the story that nobody really wants to understand or nobody really wants to take the time. And that's often not the case. There's usually people in your life that really want to understand you and connect with you and be able to relate to you on a deeper level, even if they have not walked the same walk. And so give yourself that space to give other people that space to be able to connect with you in that way. Because I found that when you find those safe people, it's really validating to let them in and let them see you. And I will say as someone who's been invited in in those conversations, oh my goodness, like it is such a strengthening of a relationship when someone can explain to me what it's like to walk in their shoes. And then I can be more sensitive moving forward and say, oh my gosh, I'm so I so appreciate that you shared this part of you and I want to make sure that I don't do anything to offend you or hurt you or dishonor you moving forward. So please, like I'm going to work really hard to see you for who you are and please give me feedback if I mess up along the way. Okay. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing. And they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. And then the number three lie. The third lie I want you to let go of before 2022 is the lie that there's never enough time. Okay, so this is a big one. And I'm not telling you that you're wrong when you feel like there's never enough time because there's not a lot of time in a day. And we fill it up real quickly. And we always still feel like even though we did our very best managing our time, we still left a lot of things undone. So I totally get that. And I don't want to dishonor that feeling because I think it's very real. And I definitely have it myself. And There's a lot of space to renegotiate how we look at time and how we manage time as a mindset. So I'm going to invite you to manage time as a mindset versus like managing time on a calendar for a minute. Because here's the truth. The truth is there's time to do your top priority tasks or items every day. The problem is, is that we have so many items on our to-do list that are often not high priority items or don't need to be there. Now, this doesn't mean that all the things on your list are not important because I'm looking at a very long list for myself for this week. And I'm like, oh, these all are critical. (laughs) These are all critical items. But I will tell you that when I look at that list and I panic about these are all critical items and how will I get through them, that does not serve me. Because then I go into that place of like, there's never enough time. So all I need to do is in every day, or maybe it's every couple hours, or maybe it's every 30 minutes, identify what's most important right now. And I will literally do this as I look at my tasks for the week, and I will be like, okay, what's the first three things that need to happen on a Monday? And when those first three things are done, what are the next three things? So my list, while it can feel long and out of control, I'm only looking at like the next two or three things that need to happen. Because if I look at the 23 or 24 things that need to happen. It's super overwhelming. And then that's where I get into this idea that there's not enough time. And then that only creates panic and less efficiency in the time that I do have. So I want you to honor that there are some things that need to take priority at any given time. And that's absolutely appropriate. And let's recognize what those top priority things are at any given time. And then I want you to also honor that there's a whole lot of things that you might not actually need to get done. Maybe not in this moment, maybe not on this day, and maybe not ever. One of my friends who I follow, we were in a fitness mastermind together years ago, and she talks a lot about time management. And she's always talking about the things she's not doing. So she has an eight-figure business. So her business makes eight figures a year. So that's like over $10 million a year. 
and she's a single mom. And of course, there's a lot of like, how do you do that? And she has her kids, I think 70% of the time. And one of her children has special needs. Like, I'm, <laughs> I know you're all like, well, what, what, how, how? So she does such a great job of always talking about what she's not doing. And so she recently put up this list that was like, I don't cook dinner. I don't do laundry. Or I'm sorry, I think she does laundry, but she doesn't like fold it or put it away. Like laundry lives in a laundry basket. Like it comes out of the dryer and goes into a laundry basket. And she actually doesn't do it. Her kids do it. She doesn't do dishes. She like, there's all these things she doesn't do. And so how does she counteract the things that like absolutely have to get done? Like, of course, the dishes still need to get done. So she has children who are school age who can do a lot of things. And then she also, I mean, she has an eight figure business. So she does have some support where she can hire in like someone to come and do some things around the house on a regular basis. But she's really clear about what she doesn't do. And then she has meals delivered for dinners. And then other meals, she's like piecing together like little grab and go meals on the run. So if you are not in a position to hire, have meal delivery for every dinner or to hire people to like come in and like, you know, be routinely taking care of the space that you live in, or you don't have school aged children, how can you adapt that to you? How can you look around you and be like, I'm feeling a lot of overwhelm and I'm making up stories about what needs to get done. So I've talked about this before, like with my own laundry thing, like a laundry for me is not a middle of the day in the middle of the week kind of a thing, because that interferes with my work productivity. So laundry is actually more, laundry is only done on the nights that I do bedtime with Vinny. So it's every other night, Vinny and I will do some element of laundry together. And pretty soon he's going to be able to do it on his own. And my husband does his own laundry, by the way. So it's just Vinny and I's, just we're managing ours. I no longer fold his clothes. I no longer uninside out his clothes. That's what we call it. I'm like, Vinny, I'm not going to uninside out these. You uninside out them and you stuff them in a drawer and I don't care. <laughs> so my child never has folded clothes. Also, I decided it was more worth it to buy some more $5 shirts on sale at Old Navy than do laundry more frequently. So my child has like 10 Old Navy or Target like athletic shirts that like athletic blend, I don't know, like polyester blend fit, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and basketball shorts. Like he has like 10 of each because they're like $5 each on sale. And then I don't have to do laundry that often. So how can you make workarounds so that you don't have a constant list? I will also tell you for dinners, we eat like four dinners. <laughs> There's like four things. I'm like, okay, it's tacos again. Okay. It's salmon and salad again. Okay. It's steak and chicken grill night again. I mean, and like spaghetti. Those are literally like our four dinners right now. And then I rotate in soups. So like one soup a week, it's super chilly. Those are, it's the same every week. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the rest of the family to notice and be like, oh, really? Like tacos again? So far, no one's complaining, but I'm already prepared for when they do like, oh, then you make dinner. It's on you. These are the things I'm willing to make. And I don't do all of them. My husband does some of those, but making it way simpler so that I'm not spinning out in this, there's never enough time and how am I going to make dinner? Because I'm like, dinner's real simple. I typically can decide dinner at 6.30 and have it on the table between 6.50 and 7, which I know is really late for some people, but that's when we eat. So you can back that up. So maybe you're deciding dinner at 5.15 and it's on the table at 5.45. If you know that there's like four options to choose from <laughs> and you have things ready to go for those four options because you shop for them once a week or order food delivery once a week. So I'm getting in the weeds here on like these tasks, but I'm hoping that this is helpful because here's the thing. You get to determine what you dedicate your time to. And the more you pay attention to what others dedicate their time to, the more you will feed into the self-talk and the lie that there's never enough time and that you're a piss poor time manager. 
So I want to say that again. You determine what you dedicate your time to. And the more you pay attention to what other people dedicate their time to, the more you're going to feed into negative self-talk and this lie that there's never enough time. Because when we look at what other people are doing, that's when we decide there's never enough time. When we look at someone else did a really cute craft project or someone else did this family adventure or someone else did this community thing or whatever, that's when we're like, I should add that to my list, but I'm too busy. No, like stop paying attention to what other people are doing. If you stop paying attention to what other people are doing and stop using that as an indication of like and judgment of how you're spending time, you will find that your to-do list actually gets shorter. And I will say as my plate gets fuller, I pay less attention to what other people are doing because I can't afford to. And my to-do list and my critical action tasks actually become, those lists become shorter because I'm way more discerning around what actually is critical, what actually matters, what I'm really going to focus my time and energy on. So those are your three lies that I want to invite you to let go of before 2022. Number one, everyone else has it all figured out. Number two, nobody gets it. And number three, there's never enough time. If this episode was helpful or you know someone else that could help, always, always screen share the episode, tag me at Shameless Mom Academy, share it out. And then lastly, if you are inspired to take action and get coaching along the way as you move into 2022 and you're like, yeah, I need some help with some of these things. I need to overcome some of these mindset shifts. And I really want to be a more clear and discerning action taker in 2022, then please join me for the Plan and Prep Pajama Party. If you go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party, you can get signed up and get early bird pricing. That's shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. Thank you for being here today. I can't wait to be back in just a couple days with a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? 
That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking